You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If you'll notice in, in the text, right is not mentioned. It's nowhere in, in the text. But it is implied in various words in the text and sayings based upon the text. When it comes to right, right is consistent with truth. Very important to understand that right is consistent with truth. Right also is, is in agreement or in harmony with that which is just. If it's right, it's just. So let's consider a few verses, biblically speaking, in reference to right. You, you've got the simple definitions, but let's also consider what the Bible says about right. Let's go to uh, Psalm, Psalm 33. Psalm 33, and consider verse 4. Ready? Psalm 33 and 4. There? For the word of the Lord is... That's just so plain, isn't it? The word of the Lord is. And we can take that as is right, whether it's written or revealed. The word is right, whether it's written or revealed. You agree? Let's go further. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and 75. Ready? When you get there, say, I'm there. If you're not there, say, hold up. <laughs> All right, we're going to wait on you. Psalm 119. You there? All right, Psalm 119, 75. I know, O oh Lord, that your judgments are what? 
And judgments equate decisions. His decisions are right. Keep that in mind as the psalmist goes further. And that in faithfulness, you have afflicted me. So whether God allows something wonderful or otherwise, his decisions are what? Right. If, if he allows trouble to come your way, or if he allows great things to come your way, his decisions are right. You got to always remember that. Don't ever get to the point to where when you get to going through something, you, you look at yourself as being wrong or specifically at God as being wrong. You got to always recognize what the psalmist recognized. Notice he said again, I know your judgments or decisions are right. So whatever he decides is right. If, if he decides he don't want to give you a particular thing, that's right. Don't get mad because if he decides he does not want to give you that, that means he has something better or something more suitable for you. All right? Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. Ready? Isaiah 45, verse 19. Now this is Isaiah prophesied or speaking on God's behalf. I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak Righteousness. I declare things that are right. God declares things that are what? Right. Declare in the verse means he makes known. He reveals things that are right. And he may reveal something right that does not seem like it's appropriate or fitting for the time. COVID going on, God says better is here and better is coming. Just don't seem appropriate for the time, but, but it's still right. Why does he do such he speaks what's right, but sometimes it doesn't seem appropriate. Because according to Isaiah, same, same prophet, 55, his ways and his thoughts are distinct from man's. Isaiah said in Isaiah 55, as high as the heaven is from the earth, so are his thoughts and so are his ways. God just different. God sovereign. See, man can say something and it might or might not happen. 
when God makes something known, it's going to happen. I said when God makes something known, when he decrees something, it's going it's to manifest. It may not even look like it's going to happen. But if he said it, it's going to happen. Same chapter, Isaiah 55. Isaiah, Isaiah said, once he sends forth his word, it will not return unto him empty, void, or without success. Every word he sends is going gonna, is gonna to be successful. When he sends you a rhema, it's going to be successful. It's, it, it's going to cause victory. Something good going to happen to you if you believe it and walk in it. If you don't, because he doesn't sent that word out there, he'll cause the same reward that you act as if it ain't going to happen to happen for somebody else. And it'd be sad if he allows it to happen to somebody in, in the church you go to. And when they get up and testify, you'd be like, good God, that's what I have been praying for. And here it is. She done got it. Or he done got it. But what he, de he declares is what? Right. Whatever he makes known, it is right. How many believe that? And so, we have to understand or have in our being that no matter what it feels like, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you done heard, do not give up on right. Do not give up on right. Don't ever give up on right. It may not look like it's going to happen. You may not feel like it's going to happen. You may be hearing something totally against what you believe. Do not. Give up on right. Never give up on right. You hear me? I know you do. And so contextually, we have to consider what Jesus said. Look at what he said again here in Luke 18 and 1. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Ought implies necessity. It's necessary for you to pray. I said it's necessary for you to pray. When you don't do it, you're not doing what's a necessity. When you skip prayer, you're skipping something that's important. You're skipping something that could change your circumstances, your situation, or your life for the better. 
Look again at what Jesus said. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Don't give up. Do not give up. Do not cast away your confidence because you're, you're rewarded for your confidence. According to Hebrews 10 and 35, right? But let me show you something else uh, that's very important. Why you don't need to lose heart. Go with me to uh, Galatians. You read this, but I, I want it to just ring in your ears. Galatians 6 and 9. Not long ago, I think it was Deacon Talbot that uh, talked about this particular verse. In receiving the offering. Uh, Galatians 6 and 9. Ready? And let us not grow weary while doing what? Why would you grow weary while, while you're doing good? Because you feel like even though you're doing good, ain't nothing good happening for you. Or you're doing good, but you ain't seeing what you want to see. Ain't experiencing what you desire to experience. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, we shall reap. If, and we're going to reap, if we do not, help me, you can't lose all. If you, if you lose all, you're not going to reap. Benefits are not going to happen if you lose heart. The Bible says that uh, the Lord loads us down with benefits every day. But if you losing heart every day, even though he releasing benefits, you're missing some. We will reap if we do not, help me, we will reap if we do not. So one thing you never do is give up on right. You never give up on right. You give up on wrong, but not you let wrong know you ain't going to happen. Right going to happen. Never give up on what's right. And contextually or according to Luke 18 and 1, praying all the time or always is right. It's right. Men always are ought to pray always. That's talking about us. We have to be 
diligent. That's what it implies. We have to be diligent when it comes to praying. We got to always pray. We got to be diligent when it comes to prayer. What does it mean to be diligent? Going to give you three, three meanings of the word diligent, or three words that represent uh, a just person being diligent. You ready? Number one, you're sincere or earnest. You're earnest about what you're doing. You, you ain't playing around. Number two, you're steadfast. You're continual when it comes to prayer. You ain't, you ain't praying on Monday and then don't pray again until Thursday. Guess what? You're not doing what Jesus said here in the text. You got to be steadfast. Well, I woke up late, so I can't pray today, but I'm going to pray tomorrow. Look, pray on your way wherever you got to go. But don't miss a day praying. Because when you miss a day praying, guess what? You're not doing what the text says. Don't expect to get the benefits if you're not doing what the text says. Jesus said, pray how often? Always. You got to be diligent when it comes to praying. Have to be diligent when it comes to praying. And the last thing that it means to be diligent, you got to be optimistic. You have to be optimistic. You got to be sincere, steadfast, and optimistic. You got to be positive. Despite what you feel, what you see, or what you're hearing. You got to be positive. You, you can't be negative when it, when it comes to prayer as a just person. Because see, just folk can't go by what they see or what they feel. Because if you're just, you live by faith. You live by faith. You, you, you have to, you have to be diligent. I'm going to tell y'all something. Uh, often when I, well, sometimes when I counsel folks and they tell me they're going through something, I ask them, I say, look, you've been praying? And probably 90% of the time, this, this is what they say to me. Well, pastor, I ain't been praying the way. I should. And, and see, what really bothers me when, when, when people say that is that uh, most of the folks that I ask that question have been in church for years. That, that's what bothers me, that they have been in church for years, but, but they say, well, I don't pray like, I, that, that just bothers me. And, and, I, and I just say to them, well, what, what you expect? What do you expect if, if you're not doing what the scripture says? James, James didn't use the word diligent 
but he used another word. He, he said the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. But it means the same thing as being diligent. You got to be sincere. You hear me? Steadfast and optimistic if you want prayer to work. You have to be. And, and you can never allow your flesh to get in your heart that your prayer don't work. Or that praying does not work. Because I'm, I'm telling you, there's a lot of folks, they don't pray because they just don't believe it works. But they don't understand that it's a method to prayer. You can't, just, you can't just pray the way you want and think it's going to work. You have to pray according to God's will, his word, in order to get certain things. How many understand? So when he says that we always ought to pray, we, we have to be diligent. And to be diligent, again, means to be sincere, steadfast, and every day you need to be diligent. You all right? Can I drop something on you? Hebrews 11 and 6 says this right here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. But he who comes to God must believe that he is. But this is what I want you to get. And that he is a rewarder to those that diligently seek him or diligently pray. That's how you get your rewards. That's how prayer works when you are diligent. That's how it works. I have to pray. You know, some folks that were prayed on, I, I got to pray. I know it works. I know it works. If I don't pray, it's going to be evident throughout my day, which I'm going to pray. I had missed prayer in, I don't even know last time I didn't pray. I'm just being honest with you. I, I don't even know last time I didn't pray. I pray every single day. Have done it for I don't know how many years. I don't, I don't miss prayer. And I can't, and you may say, well, I don't know nobody who ain't missed prayer. Well, I don't know last time I, I didn't pray. I don't know that. That's just the God truth. And I, but I'm going to tell you something. When I, 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 I can remember why I made up in my mind I was going to pray every single day because I could tell the difference between praying and not pray. And let me tell you something else. You'll be able to tell the difference between when you have heartedly praying and you're diligently praying. What's going to be the difference, Pastor? You ain't going to be getting certain things because you ain't praying right. You reap what you. Y'all okay with this type of teaching? And so, what I love about Luke 18 is that Jesus gave a very clear example 
using a parable of what it is to be diligent when it comes to praying or why we should always pray. A very clear example. Notice he talks about two people. He talks about a judge and the judge did not respect or have reverence for God nor did he have regard for humans. He just didn't care about folks. He just didn't care about folks. He was hard-hearted. I said he was hard-hearted. And some of us probably have, have known folk that just act like they just didn't care about nothing or nobody. That's a bad place to be. How in the world he got to be a judge, I don't know. But anyway, it's a parable. But, but Jesus said this is how the judge, this is how the judge is in the story. And we'll see why. Because Jesus wanted to give a hard case so we could really understand uh, the power of being diligent. Here we got a judge that, that just don't care about nothing. But here we have a woman that recognizes that if she is going to get justice or, or if she going to get the right thing or the thing that, that she desires, it's going to have to come through the judge. That's what she knows. She knows that if, if, it's gonna, if this thing going to be made right, it's going to have to be made right through this judge. And if he had a reputation such as what Jesus reveals in the text, no doubt she knew. I, I know he don't care about nobody. But he going to have to avenge me and I'm going to go to him and let him know that's what I want. I want some justice. And so she was diligent. She was diligent. She went to him Every time he turned her down, she went right back and, and with the same thing. Look, I want you to do the right thing. I want justice. Every time he turned her down, she went right back. I said every time she got turned down, she went And you call that diligence. And keep in mind, we're talking about prayer. And when it comes to prayer, you got to be the same way. You, you got to go back in prayer until you get what's right. I said you got to go back until you get what's right. And we know God's word is what? So you got to keep going back. In prayer until God manifests his because his word is or until he gives you a decision because all of his judgments or his decisions are what? If he tell me he don't want to do it, I'm going to keep going until he tell me that. If he tell me it ain't time, I'm going to keep going until he tell me 
It ain't time. Because whatever he decides is. But I'm not going to give up until he answers me. Y'all hear me? And so her mindset was that he going to do right. He can't tell me no because no is not right. I'm going to keep going until he do what's right. If God tells, if God decisions to you is no, is right because God is what? But this judge was not. He just didn't want to be bothered by the woman. But she kept going until finally he let it be known. I don't care about God and I don't care about folk. But the one thing about this woman, she just keep coming. And I'm tired of her coming. I'm tired. She wearying me. I'm tired. Every time I get to doing something, here she come. And so, bottom line, an unjust or ungodly judge Rewarded her. Did what was right for the woman. And, and, and uh, Jesus made the parable so real to where, if you'll notice, after the parable, he said to his disciples, do you hear what the unjust judge said? Did you hear what he said? He wanted them to reflect back on what he said. Wanted them to really get in their being what the unjust judge said. I don't fear God nor humans, but because she is diligent, because she keeps coming, I'm going to do it for. Hear what the unjust judge said his reason for doing what he did was her diligence and the reason God is going to do for you what you're requesting that's based upon his word is your diligence that ain't going to change I said that ain't going to change it's going to be your diligence. You can, you can cry your little eyes out. But if you're not doing according to his word, you ain't going to get nothing. You, you, you ain't going to get what you're asking for because God changes not. If he has said you get certain things based upon his word, guess what? That's what you're going to have to do. And this particular prayer is about diligence. This particular prayer right here is about diligence. 
You, you got to keep going before God until he manifests what he promised. Till he manifests 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. And, and, and uh, that verse says all of his promises are what? Yes. What else? But then he says something that, that I want you to really pay attention to. After he tells them or asks them that you hear what the unjust judge says. He goes on and, and, and he says something that's very important. Ready? Notice um, verse 8. Well, verse 7. In Luke 18, shall God not avenge, give justice, or do what's right for his own who? Elect. But notice, he specifically identifies them as those who do what? Cry what? That's what? That's diligence. They cry what? They are diligent. They're diligent. He going to avenge his own elect that cry day and night. They, go, they are diligent. They are sincere, steadfast, and optimistic. Even though what they have been asking for has not manifested. They're not giving up. Because of what they know. The woman knew that the judge was the one. The one that could make it right for her. A child of God knows that God is the one that can give them their healing. A child of God knows that God is the one that is a very present help in time of trouble. A child of God that's diligent knows that God rewards those who diligently seek him. The widow knew the judge, and that's how she was going to get what she wanted. And you, child of God, got to know your God, and that's how you're going to get what you wanted or what you want based upon his word. I'm going to be diligent in giving him this offering every week. Until he pours out what I want. I'm going to seed $1,000 every week. I'm going to seed $100 every week. Until he causes that Luke and 6. That Luke 6 and 38 to come to pass. You got to know your God. And what he can do for you. When he recognizes that you are diligent. God promised he would give me houses 
and land. I'm going to keep standing on what he said. And I'm going to keep doing what he tells me to do until I get my house. I get my land. I get this, that, and the other. Say to your neighbor, you got to know. Just like the widow knew. You can't be going to, I thank God to do it. I hope, I wonder. I, you can't be, you got to know. Why did she keep going to the judge? Because she knew that was the one that could make what was wrong right. You can't be wavering. You can't be on one hand trying to trying to uh, see if God going to do it, but on the other hand trying to see if somebody else going to do it. You shouldn't even bring another person into the, into the equation unless God tells you to do so. Let him direct my path. Let him tell me to go to such and such. But if he don't tell me. Just let me just stick. To him. Until he tells me otherwise. Y'all still with me? Is it right? Am I being scripture? Shall not God. Avenge. Or make right. For his own. Elect. Who cry out, how? Day and night. That means they're diligent. And I know I'm being repetitive, but I want this to get in you so when you go home tonight, you ain't even got to pick up your Bible. It's so in you. But let's go a little further. Stay with me. He says in the latter part of verse 7, and you got to hear this. Though he bears long with them. But then in verse 8, look at what he says. I tell you he will avenge them. How? Now notice he, he, he says two things that if you just look at it without understanding it, it seems like he's talking in contrast in verse 8 to what he said in the latter part of verse 7. Because verse 7 says, though he bears what? With, he will avenge them how? Seems like it's in contrast. Well, he going to bear long, but then you telling me he going to do it speedily? You got to consider what Jesus is saying. The implication is humans think God is taking too long. He bears long with them. But then he says, I tell you, he will avenge them. How? Speedily. And see, this is the thing right here. A lot of us, when we don't ask God something, we be looking for God to do it right away. Based upon what we feel. But understand this. Going back to the parable that he used with the unjust judge and the widow. What did the judge do? 
He just allowed her to keep coming back again and again and again until it got unbearable for him. I said it got unbearable for him. He said, this woman going to weary me. And so that's when he did what she asked. You have to understand something. That there are times to where because God is not doing something based upon our time, we thank God too slow. Uh, we, uh, we start thinking even, even more crazier that he's not going to do it. God ain't going to tell you one thing and do something else. He's not going to tell you he's going to do it and then do in contrast to his word. If, if he did that, he's the devil. Why do you say that? Because the devil is the father of who? But if God says something but does not do it, that means he's a liar. And the Hebrew writer let us know point blank in Hebrews, what is it, 6 and 18. It is M for who to lie. God can't lie. It's it just can't be done. See, the problem comes in when, when we get to the point to where it becomes unbearable because we are operating in the flesh. You hear me? We operate in the flesh when it comes to waiting on God's manifestation when we should be operating in faith. Because notice what he says in the latter part of the verse. He's going to avenge them speedily and speedily be his time. It's going to be God's timing. Just like the unjust judge, the unjust judge did it in his what? Time. He wanted to see if, if the woman would just quit. She didn't quit. So then he did it because of what he felt. But God is not unjust. God going to do what's right in his time. But he has to make sure you are diligent. Because he is a rewarder of those that diligently, what? Seek him. And you can't be diligent just in doing something one time. Well, you know, I was really on it. I just, I went in there. I was at church at 1105. I just been, this one Sunday. You hear 1105, one Sunday. Let, let's, let's see if you can be steadfast. You know, I'm just expecting God to do it. Well, we see that you're on fire right now. You got the fire, and you're just expecting God. But let's see if that same fire you got at the first of the month going to be still burning at the first of the next month. You got to be diligent. You got to be diligent. You got to know it's going to happen on God's time. And, and God rewards those that do what? And that's the reason, again, he says this right here. 
I'm closing, but, but notice this. He says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find what? Faith. On what? Earth. Wonder if somebody going to be like the woman that's going to stay diligent until I come. Until I give the promise. Why does he include himself right there? Because Jesus is the one that rewards. Why, why is he the one that rewards? Because all power, all authority has been given to me. Well, in heaven and earth. All power. But he, but he rewards faith. Without faith, it is to please him. You got to stay diligent. See, see, our problem is we, we'll do good three weeks. See, our problem is as long as we ain't in no fiery furnace, we, we'll do, we all right. We can talk big until he heated up seven times. Yeah. Oh, you're going to keep praying until they, they take you to the lines then and show you them hungry lions. You got to be diligent no matter what happens. And the more you grow in God, the more diligent you have to become. And the more you want, the more diligent you have to become. To whom much is? Much is what? But you can never give up on right. It ain't happened yet. But what I want, what I'm asking for is right. So I'm just going to stay before him until it manifests. I wished it would have happened two weeks ago. It didn't, but I'm going to remain diligent until he does it. Because I know it's not going to be on my time. It's going to be on his time. And I'm done. Let's go.